as a kid, as early as nine, I had all of the stereotypes, I guess you could say. I secretly loved show tunes. I had uh, no athletic ability. And uh, uh, on top of that, there was the matter of my sexual desire for men. early to mid-high school, so I'm about 15 to 16, and sometimes I thought that my desires were just a phase, sort of a stop on the way to normalcy. I was uncomfortable with what I was slowly beginning to really identify, that I was gay and that I am gay, and my sexuality wasn't something that I could change, but I wasn't quite ready to admit it. Instead, I just sort of tried to tamp out all gay qualities that I had. Because if I didn't have any qualities, well, then I wouldn't be gay. In the 90s, I went to a private high school in Chicago and a trip to Africa was offered to us. You know, what appealed to me about it was that it seemed like a place that was so foreign with people so different that I would just become an American. You know, I wouldn't have my sexuality to differentiate myself. So I got to go on this trip to Africa with a handful of other American kids, but there were very different kinds of people that we were encountering. Those comparisons that you make against uh, your classmates in high school, taller, shorter, fatter, thinner, gay or straight or whatever, really just disappeared. And it was an enormous relief that I was no longer reflexively comparing myself to other male teenagers and finding myself less straight than they were. We had been in Africa for a little over two weeks. We were in Namibia, which was the final stop. And we had offered a ride in the coach bus that we were taking from place to place to a group of students in Rindhuk, which is the capital of Namibia. You know, I'm sitting in the bus watching the students come on, and uh, this kid who seemed like a little older than me sat down next to me, and he turned to me immediately, very cheerily, and announced himself. His name was William. You know, and we started talking in... Uh, he started asking me where I was from. So I said, Chicago. He said, oh, Chicago. He had heard of it. And he was very excited to be talking to me and very comfortable speaking to me. I, myself, though, was entirely uncomfortable with this. Not, you know, not because he was a Namibian, but there was something about him that, that made me a little nervous. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. So, you know, we're talking and we're talking and sort of apropos of nothing, in the middle of this conversation, he reaches across the seat and grabs my knee. It was very hot, so I was wearing shorts. I remember he grabbed my you know, naked knee and he says to me, I'm not like other boys. And I... Oh God, I was I was completely mortified, right? I was beyond mortified because the idea that I was legible as a gay person, just by the way I looked, hit me pretty hard. I mean, somebody who I felt couldn't be more different from me, from literally all the way around the world, saw me and identified me as the gay kid on the bus. I lied to him and told him that I was like other boys, and he sort of looked at me a little surprised. 
And I asked him, you know, well, what's it like to be gay? You know, this thing that I'm totally not. And, um, you know, he said it was not good. There was a lot of homophobia. People here are pretty prejudiced. And he says to me that uh, they had a youth center, like an LGBT youth center, and people had come by and thrown bricks through the window, so they had to meet in secret about how he was gay and his parents didn't know he was gay and he could never tell his friends and he had to get out of Namibia. He kept saying, you know, he said, I'd really like to go to the United States. It seems much better there for someone like me. And, you know, here I was, a a closeted American kid, and I said, yeah, it's much better. Within a couple days, I was back in Chicago. And over the next year and a half, I came out. You know, I'm a little uncomfortable with the narrative of, hey, I went to Africa and this guy taught me a lesson about what it really means to be X, Y, and Z. I look back on this incident with, you know, red-hot shame that William was completely open about who he was, and I met that with a really self-defensive lie. It's, you know, one of the more cowardly things I think I have done. Unlike Namibia, I grew up in a really tolerant neighborhood in a really tolerant city, and coming out was something that I was able to do and just get complete love and acceptance and I could have done it a lot sooner. Just a heads up, Sam knows and Snap knows that it is not easy to come out everywhere in America. Sam had a supportive group of people around him, and that's great. Big thanks to Sam Biederman for sharing your story. That piece was produced by Anna Sussman and Pat Massini-Miller. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.